0: Hey guys, Alana here, and I'm excited to bring you a new little series I'm working on called Alana's Quick Bites. Every week I answer questions live from my exclusive diet weight loss group, and because the past ones are too good to hold back, I thought I would share them now with the rest of you. So here's another bite-sized insight. Hope to answer your question next. The link can be found in the notes. Enjoy. Please help! Exclamation point! I am extremely habitual. We all are. FYI. We're all just a bag of habits. So I know predictability of mealtimes throughout the day will help me stay on track. I need timing guidance to find the structure to see greater success on the scale. Timing is a big thing. That's why I... Again, 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 I know I'm like a broken record, but that's why I so badly encourage you to track your food in the 2B Mindset Tracker. Honestly, I don't even care if you're like doing macros, counting calories, doing paleo, doing intermittent fasting. I don't even care what you do. Just get the standalone 2B Mindset Tracker because I really designed this after working with so many hundreds of clients. I t- I really use it every day and I think it is enough for you to learn from your own habits of what's going to work best for you long-term. So you can reflect on this in years from now. Okay. So I, what the most important thing you should know before we went to print on the two big men's chapter, I would like, it was revisions and revisions and revisions and revisions and editing. And we were literally about to print it. And I'm like, you must add in a line of meal times, and you must, you must, you must, you must to like the printer and the, and, and Lara and Caitlin, everyone helped me put it together. And they're like, Oh God, it's too late. You can't change it now. I'm like, Oh, I just realized in working with my private clients, like this is six years ago. I'm like, if you don't put in mealtimes, the whole thing is like, I'm just going to have to constantly tell people. And finally, God bless my soul. We got it in. So that is really one of those there's like a hundred things in here that are important, but that is the poop emoji is important. The water bottles, the current mindset, the sleep, that all these little things. There's a lot of thought to it. But that mealtime category, I'm gonna show a picture of what it looks like right here is so important. And I really recommend when you're writing down your food for the day, this is a great tip. Please listen up. If you're if you're writing down your food for the day, you're trying to lose weight, you're trying to stay focused. Um, and really, and you want to learn from it so you keep this weight off long-term. What I really recommend is sometimes people fill in the breakfast, they fill in the lunch, they fill in the dinner. And then in snacks, they start putting in something that they eat at 10 a.m., something they eat at 4 p.m., something they eat at at like 9 p.m. Don't do that. Track in order of how you eat. So I know it's technically a snack, it's not a meal, but I find it's way more helpful for you to kind of forget the notion of breakfast, lunch, snack, and dinner. Write how you eat in order of the day. And I also really recommend you write your water throughout the day. This is like how to up level your weight loss, this is how to unlock the next literally five to 50 pounds. And, and answer a lot of questions for your own self. This is how I've learned that I need to check personally and what really helps me. So I don't just fill in the water bottles on top or say like, okay, my goal is 150 ounces. I'm drinking 150 ounces. I literally will write before breakfast, before I put in food, I will write on the quote unquote food line. I will write 40 ounces of water, two eggs, two slices of toast, a quarter avocado. 60 ounces of water, um, you know, like a fruit bowl with a sliced peach, cinnamon, Greek yogurt, a whole bag of baby carrots, and probably a half a cup of hummus, if I'm being honest with myself. So like, like, and, and then in order, in order, in order. And that's really going to help you figure out these meal times and the structure. Because listen, some people are like, intermittent fasting is everything, is everything, is everything listen, I have, I'm totally fine with you playing with that. Like that it's, it, it, it's a play. It's a dance. It's not an all or nothing. Right. So let me give you an example. Cause I get this question of intermittent fasting all the time. And it's first of all, intermittent fasting is not a meal plan. It's an hour window and it's set by God only knows who decided that it's an eight hour window or it's a four hour window or a two hour window, or it's a, 15 hour window like who knows okay right and like there's like ah oh, the research and evidence of the 8 hour window okay everyone's needs to calm down okay because there's a lot of evidence and research supporting a lot of things and you could be eating nacho burgers between 11 and 8 you're not going to be very healthy i'll tell you that much okay so kabosh the idea that it's 11 to 8 or 7 to 4 and whatever it is take a deep breath. Don't follow any of these arbitrary, random BS rules and figure out what works for you. If 11 to seven works for you, God bless you. It works for you. If it doesn't, and it makes you like overeat like a psychopath, the second it hits 11 on the clock. And also at 6 48, cause you're scared to you're be hungry after it's probably doing a lot worse for you in your relationship with food. Um, and honestly, like, Oh, it's good for longevity. It's good for longevity. Look at the people who live the longest on earth. Let's just like take a take a deep breath and look at the blue zones. These like six areas of the world. Like I carry a Greece where they're literally like they're centennials. Like what, what do they call them? These people live in their nineties. They're walking, they're embracing, they're cooking, they're gardening. They're living in their nineties. I um I carry a Greece in Okinawa, Japan, like Loma Linda, California, like these people they live long, but they live so well. They live in their nineties. They're entertaining. They're cooking. They have like some of the lowest rates of heart disease and, and cancers. We had, there's several books studying the blue zones. Like Dan Buettner is obsessed with studying them. You will never find the keywords, intermittent fasting in one of these, of these collective habits of these people. <laughs> okay. So it's possible they're having two meals a day and they're not having so much breakfast. Like, that's not what they're thinking about. They're thinking veggies most. Okay. I'll tell you that they're thinking veggies most. They walk a ton. They connect with their families. They're not stressed about food. Like they're not, they they just aren't. That's not right. So if anything is causing you stress and you're eating by a clock, take a deep breath, kill it for a second. Because honestly, my favorite thing is when people tell me, but for longevity, but for longevity, no one who's living long right now that we see long, healthy and happy is quoting and citing intermittent fasting as like the, the end all be all. So like take a chill pill. Um, and, and on to your eating though, like you might see that it works, but also you have to have the flexibility and open-mindedness to know that every day is different. So I'm going to be completely honest and full disclosure. And I'm like, don't, ever really say this, but like I definitely do this on Saturdays. Um, We have a tradition in my family, in my community, we eat like massive meals on Saturdays, okay? I'm very grateful. By the way, it's really Friday night and Saturday. Friday night, which is tonight, always throws me off. It really upsets me because it's really late at night. The food is always better than ever. It's always more courses than ever. It's always more time at the table than ever. And it's a late dinner and it's a big dinner. And that really tends to always throw me off. So I really have like all these little like things and things in this. I just try to drink my water and I'm um, like, I think about it and I look at the menu and I try to be, it's harder for me. Friday night is hard for me because it's like hard to be disciplined at Thanksgiving dinner um that happens every single Friday night and starts with the challah bread and, and all these different like delicacies and, and Jewish customs. But what I love is Saturday lunch because I tend to have a weight loss day Sunday morning because we eat these like big, robust, multi-course meals, but they go on from like 1230 to 330. So I wake up, I get up at like 6am with the kids. I tend to have my same breakfast and all the things, but then I really eat like a double meal. Like I eat lunch and dinner, but I tend to like, we're you can't even look at food at 7 PM. Like that's how it, it kind of is. And some people like my, you know, other clients I've worked with who kind of have that same lifestyle as me and have these enormous lunches and, and entertaining the multi-course meals. Even they say like for dinner on Saturday nights, it's usually like one of my egg white pizzas or a quick little wonder whip or a shakeology or like, like something that's just like, kind of like, Tight and precise, or two scrambled eggs, like, and maybe, like, you know, some leftover salad from that. It's typically something like because this lunch is so, you know, massive and filling and satisfying. Um, and I really like to dig into people who tend to eat me on Saturdays. Like, I feel like they're like, damn, you eat a lot because I that's like my biggest meal of the week because it really. It just tends to work, but then I'm really fine afterwards. Like I'm focused on drinking water and I'm really full, really tough. And then Sunday morning, I typically wake up and have an earlier breakfast. This works for me. I've experimented for a long time. I've tracked with details. It's more than enough food that I'm eating on Saturday. Sometimes I'm like, oh, I feel like I'm eating more on these days. Um, And, and, it, and it really works for me, for my lifestyle and what it is. If I tried to pull that off on a Tuesday, I would never be able to do it, right? Because I'm on calls like this on Tuesday afternoon at 3pm. I'm working with clients, I'm running after kids, you feel like you need a nap after my Saturday afternoons, right? I can't pull it off during the week. So in in sharing my personal story, which I feel bad if you're not interested in my personal story, and I just divulge, but this is how you need to be thinking about this, like, quote, unquote, intermittent fasting and playing with mealtimes, like, if your Saturdays or your Sundays are more like this, or it's an earlier barbecue or this, so you need to figure out what that formula is. You might want to push off breakfast and drink more water and stay out of the kitchen and, and go on a walk, which is sometimes hard, right? Because. You're not following the same routine, but if you know you're going to be eating dinner later, right? Like if you're invited out to a restaurant meal and you know dinner's at 8 p.m., I find this is so hard to not eat two dinners because I'm naturally hungry at around 5.30. Now I'm hungry at 5.30 and I'm hungry at 8.30. So like on a day like this, like Friday, where we eat these, these later dinners, I kind of have to spend my like Friday mentally getting myself in the zone of this new schedule. And over time, I've learned that this works for me by tracking the time. So I really try to like, Push off breakfast a little bit. Then I try to push off lunch a little bit, so that I can participate in this Friday night dinner and not feel like I'm sitting with everyone and I can't eat. Right? Because I I want to be able to do that, but I, I I've learned that I have to kind of push everything off and readjust my meal times. So this takes time. This takes learning. This takes experience. This takes thoughtfulness. This takes actually, you know, writing down your meal times. But once you get it. This is like the beauty where you not just lose your weight, you're able to maintain it for life. Especially if you know, like me, this weekend's routine I have is inevitable. If you have a family routine like that, if you have like a spouse who really likes to have a date night once a week and like, it's always that, then that's a beautiful thing. That's amazing. You got to be able to kind of like figure out with your times what that is. So schedule some time in your calendar after this call on the weekend, look through and be like. What can it look like that you're still participating with the family, you're still going out with that girlfriend, but you've gotten your other consistent things that work and know that it can flip-flop. So if one day you're eating in a window of 11 to seven, another day, you might be eating in a window of eight to eight, right? So it's all can work and it all just needs to work for you. Okay. And that is um, how I feel on that. Oh, okay. Cindy says she likes my uh, personal stories and experiences. Good. I hope it's helpful because even if it's not a traditional Jewish Shabbat meal, you know, we all kind of go through this in, in our lives of whether it's a work dinner, happy hours that your friends love, whatever it is, you got to make it work. Okay.